Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Hello to you all. I have not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast for you right now. Why? Why? Eric Zane, why are you not live on the day that this show drops? Well, I'm taking Pooh Bear to get a medical procedure. I'll just tell you. I think I've even talked about it uh, just days ago. A colonoscopy, which means while you're listening to this, I may be getting some amazing video of her uh, talking in some propofol-induced stupor that may be hilarious. So there you go. So I got this show for you. Enjoy this. This is, uh, I would like to again say that, um, yeah, it's, it's a best of where I've curated only the highest points of the entire Eric Zancho podcast catalog. But that would be an absolute bullshit lie. Random shit for you. I hope it's enough to pacify you to get you through the day. I will have something special on Patreon that you're going to want to check out, and I'll just leave it at that. But here you go. Uh, our first segment in not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast, Luke Greenwald, Tim Kuyper. Oh, the, the seats are filling up fast. My God, I'm so lucky. Here we go. Here we go. This is the Eric Zane show podcast powered by the Zaniacs for the free podcast and merch. Go to ericzaneshow.com. Uh, I wish I could play like that whole song. That is uh, the multi-talented Detroit's own Robert Bradley. Let me tell you, I just discovered Robert Bradley uh, the other night on Friday night. How did I discover a, uh, well, a guy who's been around the block a few times making music. How did I suddenly stumble across a new artist that I've just fallen in love with so quickly? Um, Well, it was the credits to the film the russian five and as they're uh, as the credits are getting set to roll in they do like a um uh 
an update on to all the people that are in the film. Let's say uh, Larry Murphy, and they've got a, uh, a disc- Larry Murphy does this and this now, and Darren McCarty does this and this now, and that was the song that they were playing. I was like, and now I caught my ear right away. I go, this sounds awesome. So I reached out to Joshua Real, who I've, I've been exchanging texts with since I got to know him a couple of weeks ago, the maker of the film, and I'm like, who? What is that? That sounded excellent. He goes, that's Detroit's own uh, Robert Bradley. So uh, check it out. My goodness, welcome in to the uh, latest edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast recorded. Hi, Crystal. Oh, my gosh. One and only Crystal Jacobs is here. One of my favorites. And I'm lucky to have her, as I am all of you. Um, The second uh, uh, podcast of the week, Uh, this is being recorded on April 2nd. For those of you who are catching up, I often wonder when some of the ears will actually hear this because you've got, oh, it's so strange because you have the Facebook crowd that watch and listen, and then you have the ones that uh, save it and just listen to the audio version. Uh, And then added to that are the different, apps that you can listen to this drivel on but uh, nevertheless wherever you're listening if you would please share that the eric zane show is here like if you're watching on facebook hit the share button i don't know if you can do that while you're watching it but it, you'd help me a lot a big uh, big amount if you could share this because if just a handful of people discover it that's great man that's how i move the meter And then I'm slinging it out of my trunk, trying to peddle this thing to people who want to uh, get their messages heard, like uh, Back Alley Comedy Club. As we do this show from the Back Alley, uh, Back Alley, not going to be able to sling it much more if I can't even pronounce the damn sponsor, you dumb dunce. The Back Alley Comedy Club studio, where Chris Cash is going to be. Uh, later on this week, I hope either by phone, probably by phone, if at all, I, I shouldn't even commit because it's schedules are weird, but nevertheless, Chris is going to be in town on Friday at back alley, not Friday, sorry, Saturday at back alley comedy club. I'm getting this all screwed up. What an, what a dummy I am. Chris is hysterical from what I'm told. Don just loves him and I uh, cannot wait to, uh, uh, get him into town. Chris Cash. Saturday at Back Alley Comedy Club. If you want tickets, and I hope you do, because when you go, you're indicating that the message is getting to you and you're putting your money committed to the sponsors of this show. And that is the biggest compliment. Thank you. Uh, Go to BackAlleyComedyClub.com and uh, plop down seven bucks a ticket and uh, you can go to the show. At least it was for the last show. It's it's not going to set you back a ton. And you're going to see a, uh, a great show in a great room. And you can even go bowling. My goodness. Uh, the Bush N.A. is cracked. Occasionally, I see, I see people say, Zane, are you, uh, are you off of the wagon? No, that is a non-alcoholic brew that I've uh, grown fond of. Excuse me. Mm. Now, to me, this is the greatest beer ever made. This is the only beer I've drank since... June of 1996 and I just started drinking these and I was a story goes I was a little bit on the fence whether or not that was a good idea or a bad idea I guess to each his own uh you might get some of the uh tried and true uh recovering drunks uh like me who would say nope don't do that but I've heard both sides of it and I know it works for me and the uh and some people are like look you're, you're gonna want to drink uh regular and I haven't had even one urge to do that 
ever. I was a little bit scared uh, uh, from that about whether or not I would um, fall off the wagon. So I kind of rolled the dice on my health there. That was a little dumb. Uh, Just got a message from somebody who is enjoying this from the great country of New Zealand. I don't know if you're visiting or what. I apologize I didn't catch your name, but that's kind of cool. To think that uh, however many years ago, not that long ago, you couldn't do this. I mean, this is the uh, uh, lifeblood for people to keep their name out and establish themselves in other ways. It doesn't have to be what I'm doing. It could be whatever it is. So uh, that is uh, that is so cool. All right. Uh, okay, I talked about sharing the show. I uh, talked about... Uh, all right, I'm just getting my thoughts together. I apologize. I wrote a lot of this down. We do have paintball on Thursday at TC Paintball. If you want to play in the first ever Eric Zane show uh, podcast, Paintball War, reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com. I still have uh, some spots. And um, if we fill it up, it's okay. We'll make room for you. But reach out to me. You need no equipment. The only thing you need to do is put on like uh, layer up. I put a long sleeve tee on with a hoodie over that uh, and two pair of sweats. And then a thin pair of gloves because if the paintball has hit your hands, it stinks a little. But otherwise, you're fine. You are not going to be in any pain. You are going to have so much fun. So um, do it. Send me an email, eric at ericzanecho.com. It's going to set you back 35 bucks for three hours of paintball madness. And I'm telling you, you'll be like, "How? I can't believe I was thinking that I should or shouldn't do this. You're going to have so much fun. Saul's going to be shooting paintballs. I can't wait to see this. Saul's, Saul told us the only thing he's ever done is shot like a bow and arrow with a suction cup on the end of the, uh, on the, end of the arrow when he was at like, uh, I forgot what it was called, Jewish camp or something like that. But uh, no, we're going we're gonna, to uh, have Saul shooting paintballs. Now, we're not going to have Saul get shot. There are some limitations. Uh, the gentleman has no sight. However, however, um, if we have a chaperone with him, I was talking with uh, Sarah. She said her son might be the shield, and he's like a big dude. And that might be something. Saul could, but the thing is, Saul would end up shooting the kid in the back. And, you know, I can just imagine Saul going around, losing his mind, just spraying that gun everywhere uh, and, and, you know, spray and pray, as they say. All right. Now, let's. um, Oh, God, don't even tell me I didn't even load that audio in. No, I did. Um, First story comes to us from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you're going to love this. My God, this is classic. Uh, The band. The Cure. Oops. The band The Cure were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, I don't uh, know how many of you are actually fans of the band, but in this year's class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a little bit different. I wasn't too pleased with what we had, but uh, whatever. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You're going to have some drama, some fun. This was the big ceremony um, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they're doing... The bands are there. They're doing interviews. Everybody's having a good time. And The Cure getting inducted. So what you have here is a young lady by the name of Carrie Keegan is interviewing the bands on the red carpet. And The Cure comes walking up. Now, there have been a lot of uh, members of that band coming and going, but the one mainstay is Robert Smith. Robert Smith, legend, um, 
And uh, he, he's always had a certain appearance where his hair is kind of all fried out and black. And he always has big eye shadow, looks like a, a freaking panda bear. And uh, he's even at, in his, I'm guessing, late 50s now or mid 50s. He still puts on this ridiculous uh, makeup, but he's great. And uh, super deadpan in this clip that I'm about to play for you, where this young girl, she's probably 30, maybe, uh, is way over the top excited about the cure. And, you know, in my mind, she doesn't even know who they are, but she's, you know, has a lot of energy. Listen to the deadpan awesome response by Robert Smith to this reporter, Carrie Keegan. Nice to meet you. Hi. Congratulations, The Cure Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. <laughs> One more. It's so nice to One meet more. you. Hi. Congratulations, The Cure Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. Man, oh God, that was perfect. So Robert Smith uh, drops that on her. Everybody had a good laugh. That was fantastic. Uh, in the article in People, they uh, they talked about it and how it immediately got so much attention with uh, just about everybody making a comment about it. Uh, let's see. Um, Sarah Phelps says, this is the funniest start to an interview I've ever seen. I love Robert Smith. Uh, Brian May from Queen, who was there actually, said, uh, Robert Smith is my hero. A long time since I laughed so much. Um, added another, I don't think it was possible for me to like Robert Smith any more than I already did. I was wrong. Even Tommy Lee from Motley Crue fame chimed in, coming, uh, making a laughing, crying emoji on Twitter and writing, ha 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 ha. Robert rules the reporter rolled with it nicely. She wrote uh, nothing but praise. Uh, no, she wrote, he is everything. My little black heart hoped it'd be. She said, wait till you see his acceptance speech said Carrie King. Uh, Smith did cheer up by the time he took the stage where he and the cure performed shake dog shake as a tribute to drummer, Andy Anderson, who died in February. Uh, they also perform a forest love song, just like heaven and boys don't cry. Um, now he did one of those deals that, um, Debbie Harry did too, where, uh, he performed with only his current band and the rest of the band was like, come on, man, let us up there. But no, it's so nice to meet you. Hi, congratulations. The cure rock and roll hall of fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. <laughs> God, that is great. Truly love that. I'm going to go listen to some Cure uh, music now. Based on that alone, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even thought that. Hey, thanks to Village Bike and Fitness for being on with the show. Now, let me tell you a little secret. I'm going to pull the curtain back just a little bit. Uh, the folks at Village Bike and Fitness said, "Look, we're going to need to see have somebody come in and buy a bike and say that they uh, heard it on the Eric Zane show." I go, why? They go, well, it's super important to us that we actually know for a fact that they heard it on your show. So if you need a bike, I want you to go to Village Bike. 
and say, hey, I need a bike. Eric Zane told me to come here and get a bike. And it could be a bike for you. It could be a cruiser. could be the kind with a little motor on it. could be a, a road bike, triathlon bike, fat tire bike, cycle cross bike. I don't care. Mountain bike. Get it at Village Bike. That's a, that's a gigantic name in terms of uh, West Michigan uh, selling bikes and fitness equipment and gear. Go to one of their many locations. Cascade on Thornapple River Drive. Uh, GR North on Plainfield. GR South on Kalamazoo Avenue in Jenison on Baldwin. When you go there, say my name. Buy the bike. And then when you say my name, you get a 5% discount on accessories. So if you spend 500 bucks, that 5% is going to get you $25 to buy water bottles, a new cage, CO2s, gear, whatever it may be. All at Village Bike and Fitness online at villagebikeshop.com. My old mates on free beer and hot wings are in a shit storm right now. Uh, from what I am understanding, and I, I found out about this, um, I don't listen that often anymore, but um, it just so happens that I turned it on. And I learned that yesterday they had a, like a computer issue, which caused all sorts of havoc with their setup. And uh, I'm like, oh boy, this doesn't sound good. And I could just tell by the tones of voice that there was just a miserable, miserable thing happening, happening behind the scenes. So then today I checked it out. And by the way, they had a new person starting uh, this week. So, I mean, uh, thrown right into the fire, poor thing. is a, a nuclear meltdown uh, on the damn show. Today, similar things, I guess, happened. And they were doing a live show from Grand Rapids. And then the rest of the network had to do best of. And I'm like, oh, God, I remember that. That is, uh, that is awful. Not a fun thing. And they played a bit which god i remember this i didn't hear them do it on the air but someone told me i just got a message too on facebook live that they played the bit when we got fired from um a radio station in texas and this station what a bunch of assholes was it was it texas or was it fort smith arkansas I, you know, it's been a long time. I don't really remember. Some asshole station down in the Southwest put us on and then, like happened way too many times, did not do shit with it and treated us like in a disembodied voice on the radio station. And uh, this show did not catch on and then they replaced us. Now that happens. But then... They did an ad campaign on the air, like recorded voice saying, hey, uh, we just fired them because they suck. F them. I mean, it was ridiculous. And uh, we got our hands on the audio, excuse me, of uh, the pre-recorded announcements that they made saying how terrible we were, which was just bullshit, but still funny. And uh, we played them on the air, and I was uh, led to believe today. I didn't hear it, like I said, but they played clips, and I was in on those clips. So I think that's very fun. I like to hear that. Uh, you can always reach out, Eric, at ericzaneshow.com. And uh, we still have uh, openings for the kids' food basket deal. That is a week from yesterday. It happens on the 8th of April. You're invited out. I want to see you there. So make sure you uh, send me an email. Uh, I, I take it back. The easiest way to get in on this, don't send me an email. Uh, pinned to the top of my social media is a link, okay? You can get to it there. 
Or if you want to also go to ericsaintshow.com under events, you can click that and it's right there as well. Then you sign up. You're with me for two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Monday at Kids Food Basket. It's going to be great. I cannot wait to see you. We're going to have so much fun there, and you're really helping out because with 40 people that we're going to have there, that's a lot of man hours. So um, for two hours, that's 40, 80. So that's 160 man hours, right? Yes. hundred. Wait a minute. If we have 40 people for two hours, that's – and yeah – if 40 people do two hours, that's 80. Wait a minute. You know me in math. 40 people, it's 80. Why, why do I struggle like this? This is embarrassing. All right, time out on the field on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A reminder, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane if you need more content. Reminder, follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. So when I am live, you can get the show uninterrupted. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page at Eric Zane show on Twitter. And I've got a YouTube channel, Eric Zane show. Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV helps bring you this program. 616-532-6600. An amazing place to get your vehicles repaired in the uh, beautiful area of Grand Rapids, Michigan. 616-532-6600. I like to say early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, and of course, free loaner cars. Expert technicians constantly getting updated on all of the newest technologies. This isn't some jackass grease monkey facility where some slobs there with no belt and his pants are hanging down past his ass crack while he's working on setting up uh, some type of exhaust system. And then, oh, picks his ass and comes in and says, can I help you? Now, come on now. Veteran, family, lady owned. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Another great local business in West Michigan. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. The immortal Joe Martinez wants you to call him so he can make fat stacks to pay way too much for uh, hockey jerseys at the Griffins games. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Whenever you need any help, whether it's scheduled maintenance, after-hours service call, tune-up for the furnace or AC or brand-new AC or furnace, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Everyone else in the industry is on crack except for Joe. All right, back to not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. God, it's 80 man hours. Man, sometimes I struggle and I'm, I'm glad it, it just popped into my brain. I got an email from, uh, let's see, Deb. This uh, stems from yesterday's podcast. I was um, uh, talking about the bride who got pissed off at one of her friends because the friend did not give her a gift that was worth enough, which just sounds ridiculous, by the way, just to hear someone say that. Your gift wasn't expensive enough. Give me more. As, As the bride sails away on a yacht, no joke. Well, if you listen to that, You may have caught this. You may not have. Deb caught it. 
I was uh, I said at some point that the uh, bride accused the guest, her friend, ex-friend, of being miserly. And uh, I actually said, that's a word I don't know, miserly. And uh, I kind of parked on that for maybe a second, and I repeated it more than once. I'll read you an email from Deb here. Dear Eric, I had to chuckle that you were uh, puzzled about the word miserly on your podcast. I'm thinking to myself, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Perhaps others have already contacted you. Nope, you were the only one, Ms. Deb. But it's pronounced with a long I, a long I sound. Rhymes with visor. And of course, the word miserly means to act like a miser. <laughs> Hesitated to let you know, but thought I'd help out. No, you did the right thing, and I applaud you. I uh, replied, of course, of course, it's miserly, idiot. Uh, holy S, something to make fun of today. Dumbass. Uh, let's go over the story of uh, country star Jake Owen. I don't know who the hell he is. Super famous, though, I guess. Stand by. Need something to drink. Jake Owen appeared on the uh, Barstool Sports Podcast. There's several different uh, barstool shows. That thing is just a juggernaut. They they do great, great content. Jake Owen uh, got to talking with those boys on that show about um, his interaction with pro golfer Phil Mickelson. Owen is pals with pro golfer Jordan Spieth. Uh, Spieth had Owen at his wedding. They're, they're, they're pals, so he shows up. So Owen is at Spieth's wedding like a day and a half or two days or somewhere around that time just after Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods had that dumpster fire golf thing, pay-per-view, stupid, that nobody liked, and it was boring. The golf sucked. Everybody played awful. And uh, so Owen is telling these guys a story. Check this out. This is terrific audio. I was really, really uh, delighted with this story. I did give Phil Mickelson a lot of shit, though. Um, at uh, This is uh, bad language. Sorry. <laughs> I did give Phil Mickelson a lot of shit, though, um, at Jordan Spieth's wedding. Jordan got married in November, and Phil was there, and it was the day after he okay. her, and Phil got married in November, and I did give Phil Mickelson uh, a lot of shit, though. Apparently, I'm bad at um, loading this audio in. So if you like to hear the beginning of it two or three times, uh, you're in luck. A lot of shit, though, um, at Jordan Spieth's wedding. Jordan got married in November, and Phil was there. And it was the day after he played Tiger. I had a few cocktails, and uh, <laughs> I saw him across the room, and I was like, 
I gotta go tell this guy what I think. So I walked over oh. to him. I was like, "Hey, Phil, you owe me fucking twenty nine ninety nine. I was like, "For wasting four hours <laughs> oh, of my life man. with the shittiest golf I've ever seen." <laughs> you guys hyped this whole thing up about this big match. You guys couldn't even make three birdies between the two of you. Oh, I'm like, shit. I want my twenty nine ninety nine back and fuck, apologize to me for some shitty golf. <laughs> oh my god! And he pulls oh, out a shit. wad out of his out of his thing and he grabs a hundred, like a hundred dollar bill. He's like, uh. He's like, yeah, I won 90,000 of these yesterday. He's oh, like, go, my God. He goes, take 100 and go fuck yourself. <laughs> what? Yeah, right in my this face. This can't be real. I swear. Oh. oh, that is sensational. Fuck! Well done. Well done. Oh, man. To be to actually have been seated there at that table when he said that, the nerve of that dude, man, that is awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, okay, this is, uh, you can see what I'm about to talk about next at uh, ericzaneshow.com. Click on In the News. Excuse me. What you got here is, um, it's awful. It's gross. What you have is a teacher who is uh, making the rounds now, talking about how his tongue has been eaten away because of his habit of downing six energy drinks, excuse me, a day, six a day, did what I'm looking at. Now, again, I can't show you, obviously, but if you, it looks like his tongue has cancer and and chunks of tongue have fallen off, never to be seen again. His tongue's been eaten away by energy drinks. Dude's name is Dan Royals. Drinks at least six a day. And he puts the damage done inside his mouth to his addiction. He's warning people about the dangers of the drinks, which contain up to 13 teaspoons of sugar. And I'm not sure if it's the sugar that's doing the damage. Isn't this, isn't it energy, uh, energy drinks that say like, don't drink more than a certain amount uh, a day or your heart will explode or something like that. First of all, they taste like shit. Anybody who thinks that those taste good are crazy. Um, Dan revealed that his doctor told him excessive sugar and various chemicals found in the energy drinks were likely to blame for the flesh being chewed away. He wrote on Facebook, who drinks energy drinks? Addicted to them? You may want to think again. Have a look at the second pick. That's what that S does to your tongue. Imagine what it's like on your internals. Uh, He says, up until recently when this started to occur, I was drinking at least five to six a day. He's a teacher. I brushed daily, went to the doctor, and boom, found out it's the chemicals in those drinks that are causing it. It literally ate away my tongue. Oh, my God. Again, go to ericsangio.com, click on uh, In the News, but be warned. It's right at the top. Dude also smokes. Now, talk about a, a, a license to, to die. Smokes, and, and his tongue is getting eaten away by energy drinks, which means that the cancer is just going. His tongue is a, is a cancer sponge at this point. There is zero chance that this guy does not get uh, uh, oral cancer. You want to make it something that will make you stop smoking? Look at pictures of people who've had mouth cancer or dipping. Yeah, let me just uh, carve off your jaw. And you can just go and enjoy the rest of your life. See you around. Uh, he added, just to make it clear, I actually do care for my oral health. No, you don't, you big fat dummy. How can you say you care for your oral health and you drink six energy drinks a day and smoke, you dickhead? 
Um, I do smoke, but it has nothing to do with the eating away of my tongue. Yeah, the smoking takes care of the eating away of your lungs. Uh, World Health Organization researchers said that a study in the U.S. showed that dental cavities can result from the acidic pH and high sugar content of products such as energy drinks. Just come on, cut that shit out. Don't be stupid. Uh, Joe Biden is in the news. And this, um, okay, here's how, this is how it it went for me on, on Joe Biden. Oh, damn it. Just left me. Hold on. We can't, I can't leave you with that. Yes. When I heard that there was one thing going around about um, former Vice President Joe Biden, I was like, huh, okay. Well, before I dive into the story, I want to I want to I want to wait. And then uh, this headline, second woman claims Biden once touched her inappropriately. All right. Now, to me, this whole thing stinks like another because. He's not yet running, hasn't announced his candidacy for president, but a lot of people feel that if he does, he's going to win that nomination. Right away, this seems like an attempt to keep him out. Sounds like politics to me. All of a sudden, this guy starts talking about coming out of the woodwork, and these stories hit. Now, if this had been really, really lascivious, I wouldn't have had that stance. But listen to this. These accusations are for one point he walked up to a lady who he knew and rubbed his nose like did Eskimo kisses. That still sounds kind of weird, I know. But um, this person says, oh, no, he didn't touch me sexually. He touched my head. Uh, He put his hand around my neck like and pulled me in to rub noses with me. When he was pulling me in, I thought he was going to kiss me on the mouth. He did not. Connecticut woman said Monday Joe Biden touched her inappropriately and rubbed noses with her at the 2009 political fundraiser in Greenwich. I'm going to need a lot more context before I throw anybody under the bus over something as this, uh, something like this. Because what you have here is an old man who might just be doing this, the old man uh, uh, grandpa thing. A break in the action. I'm not the best of the Eric St. Joe podcast. I got a chance to hang out with Mario Flores from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage this past weekend. That would have been uh, April 1st at the West Michigan uh, Ironmen football game. That was awesome. This man is an absolute dynamo. If you are in need of a mortgage, reach out to Mario. 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the United States. With the exceptions of Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, and South Carolina. All right. Don't forget, call Mario whenever you need a mortgage, refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage. At least try him out. I'm not saying hire him site, you know, right there. Uh, But put him in the mix. Hear what he has to say. Thank you to Tag Accounting and Tax Services. The clock is ticking. Uh, We've got till April 8th. That is the drop tag accounting dead date. Sorry, I, I sound like I've just had a stroke. 616-301-9516. Uh, they're taking new clients till April 8th. All right, tax deadline's April 18th, so you better get on it. Tag accounting and tax services. I know you haven't done shit to get your taxes done, but still, there's time. All you have to do is call. Literally, there's nothing more for you to do. Don't sweat it. 
This is a professional. He's going to take you through everything you need. 616-301-9516. All right. Continuing on. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm going to need a lot more context. And the fact that this person said it wasn't sexual. A little weird. All right, maybe. But you just said it. You said it's not sexual. So it's not sexual, right? So who cares? Um, this person is uh, Amy Lapos. She was a congrats, uh, congressional aide to Jim Himes at the time. First posted about the alleged incident. That's not an incident. About, under a pseudonym in a Facebook group called Connecticut Women in Politics on Sunday. She said that she never filed a complaint about the interaction, but believes Biden crossed a line. I never filed a complaint, to be honest, because he was the vice president. I was a nobody. There's absolutely a line of decency. There's a line of respect. Crossing that line is not grandfatherly. It's not culture. It's not affection. It's sex. It is sexism or misogyny. Again, maybe, maybe you're right, but I'm going to need a lot more context than just what, ha- what you're saying went down. Biden widely expected to enter the 2020 president, uh, presidential race soon. Who was it? Mika, Mika Brzezinski. I don't follow and I don't watch those shows uh, at all, but she went ape ass. She's like, you know, she's a Democrat. So she's big about, she goes, we're eating our young here. We're eating our own here. We can't be doing this. This is ridiculous. This is horse shit. She's all bent out of shape because she thinks that this is nonsense. Like I think this is nonsense. There was another one too. Um, All right. Lapos came. Uh, Lapos decided to come forward with her story after former Nevada State Assemblywoman Lucy Flores, a Democrat, alleged Friday that Biden had inappropriately touched and kissed her. Now, when I hear, like, if if Diana came up to me and said, "So and so down the street inappropriately touched me and kissed me," my first thought is um, rubbed her butt and forced himself upon her. That's not what happened here. Um, Flores wrote that at a campaign rally supporting her bid for lieutenant governor in 2014, Biden put his hands on her shoulders, sniffed her hair, and kissed her on the back of the head. Yes, sounds a little weird, but I'm going to need more context than that. Uh, She said the vice president of the United States of America had just touched me in an intimate way, reserved for close friends, family, or romantic partners, and I felt powerless to do anything about it, she wrote in an op-ed published on Friday. Again, not saying it's not creepy. It could have been terrible. But I question the timing of this. I will bet you people have been put up to this to F his campaign up because that's politics. I question the timing of it. I question the lack of context. And I would need more information. I'm not saying he's not a creep. He could be a creep. But you people got to understand. This might not be the case. We need this pendulum, I think, is going to start swinging back the other direction. Until then, men, look straight ahead or look at your shoes. No comments in the workplace. Keep your mouth shut. Don't gaze. Don't stare. Don't make any noises. Keep your mouth shut and think about baseball. That's what I recommend to you going forward. Who's with me?
All right. One more thing. I knew this was going to happen. The Alliance of American Football. You remember that football league? Well, they're done. Season's not even over yet. Today it came down. Two hours ago, the AAF have uh, suspended operations. Now, that doesn't mean it's officially done, done, but it's done. There's still a couple of weeks left in this stupid football season. Uh, You knew they were in trouble after week one when they said they couldn't make payroll. The league couldn't make payroll. So some rich SOB in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, I forget who the hell he is, uh, gave them $250 million in order to make the payroll, to keep the lights on. They managed to squeak by for a few more weeks, and finally that same dude who gave them all that money, by the way, his name's Tom uh, Dundon, D-U-N-D-O-N, D- wait, D-U-N-D-O-N, Dundon. Um, they gave him control of the whole league. He basically bought control of the league with that $250 million. Well, this guy has been, uh, I don't know how the hell he got that rich by making moves like this because he finally said, you know what? Shut it down. This stupid league is over. They had been stuck for the longest time uh, trying to make uh, TV uh, people watch this stupid thing on TV. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is only way a football league can do this, and that is to be a minor league to the NFL. Okay? The same way the American Hockey League feeds the National Hockey League and the same way the Gatorade Basketball League feeds the NBA, you have to have a team running concurrently, a league running concurrently with the NFL of practice players, and they fill up, uh, you know, small facilities like maybe – uh, like we have a a, 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 a a field here in Grand Rapids. I don't know why I can't talk called Houseman Field. And it's a really old school place where they have a, a couple of grandstands. You can probably fit about five, 6,000 people in there. That's where you play. And you cater to the locals only. You put it on Facebook. These guys make uh, not that much money, but it's paid for by like the Lions or whoever their uh, higher up affiliate is. That's how you do this. You don't go against the NFL, you big fat dummy. What's wrong with you people? Hey, on the Patreon, I've got something excellent for you. It is a story that I, if I say anything about it, excuse me, uh, I, I, I can't run the risk of tipping anyone off on this thing. But um, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be very interesting. Wait until you hear it. I know that's a terribly vague, ridiculous tease, but it's a tease nonetheless. Taking a break. On Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast to talk about Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com. This is how this works. They are along Kennewa Avenue, okay, just to the north of 44th Street next to the Cracker Barrel. Drive in, walk up to one of the amazing people that are working and waiting to serve you and say, I'd like to test drive a new whatever. Take that test drive. I love this car. I want to buy it. Okay. Let's go figure out the options. You do that. Sign on the dotted line. Two weeks later, your car's there. Or if you want to drive out, uh, drive off the lot that day, head over to the certified pre-owned lot right next door and check out the largest selection in the entire state of Michigan. 
SarahHondaGranville.com. Thank you. The Kent County Health Department continue to do great things uh, for everyone in the community. If you need access to the WIC program and you don't know where to start, or if it's uh, if it's not you, someone you know or love, maybe a relative or a neighbor, reach out to the Kent County Health Department, 616-632-7200. Their website, accesskent.com slash health. They are awesome. They'll uh, determine if you qualify. If you do, you're in business. The uh, family cannot go hungry. The Kent County Health Department will help you. All right, continuing on more. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock of not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. Uh, today is, uh, it's, it's uh, pretty much a monologue day. I have a uh, zero, uh, bits for you via sound. I have a lot of things to talk about, but, uh, you know, it's kind of just me, uh, riffing around. Uh, I've, I've prepared. It's just that it turns out that the way everything laid out today, um, there is, uh, the only thing that's going on is stuff that I'm going to be reading and reading bits of and, uh, and talking to you about them. Eric, why do you have four pencils in your hand? If you're watching this, you're like, what, what is he doing? And one is like of, uh, I don't know what those are, dogs. Another one is for uh, the standard companies, Incorporated Sierra Building Standard Kitchen, Standard Lumber. I'm going to bang on their door for some advertising. Hudsonville Dental, which is not my dentist. Uh, why pencils i love pencils for some reason i love pencils more than pens and but when they go dull they suck so you got to have several sharp so that's why they're here that's a nice little tidbit of information what a stupid idiot i am uh actually let me start out by uh reading to you this because frankly i don't get a lot of email feedback. And I was talking with a friend of mine who's also in the podcast industry. And I go, do you hear from the audience a lot? 
And uh, he goes, why? Are you struggling with confidence again? I go, yeah. Um, actually, uh, I, I don't. It's sometimes I feel like I, I, there's no one listening. I know they're listening. I mean, I look at the stats and we have a tremendous number of downloads. Um, it's stronger on this podcast than it was when I was doing radio. Uh, we get four or 5,000 every single day. People are listening, but I, I go, I just don't hear from anybody. And he goes, eh, don't worry about it. Don't be stupid. Well, John wrote this, and uh, I'm going to take some of the parts out. Uh, but John wrote this. Hey, Eric, uh, long email alert. Uh, I feel the need to fangirl out on a, for a bit. He says, I've been listening to you. And by the way, I'm only doing this for a dopamine rush. That is the only, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. I am only doing this to make myself feel better, frankly, because I don't even know if you care about any of this. You probably don't. So this is entirely self-serving. Real problem with Eric. This is a, uh, uh, yeah, that is a, a, a bit of weakness on my part. But honestly, I've had the shit kicked out of me for the past month. And I'm like, you know what? Thank God for John's email. Now, um, I'm not saying that you've been doing anything wrong as you listen or watch this. I'm just saying people love to hate. And, oh, God, man, you, I, they kick my ass. I get, un, anytime I do, I don't hear it via email. It was all going back to that Reddit incident. That was the worst. And it's taken a long time to get over that. I took a huge pounding. And that's okay. I get it. Um, but it still isn't fun, <laughs> uh, to put it bluntly. But whatever. I guess you got to, I guess you got to toughen up. So anyway, John writes this. Uh, I feel the need to fangirl out. I've been listening to you for a very long time. Since back in the day with Free Bear and Hot Wings. I drive a semi around Michigan. So I have a lot of time to listen to the radio and now podcast. By the way, dude just sent this. So thank you, John. He says, I used to listen to Drew and Mike back in the day, and I absolutely loved that show. I laughed out loud all the time. Mike was a legend and is sadly missed. He is. I miss him all the time. Uh, I had had, uh, established a friendship with Mike um, in his final years just by accident. No, no, it wasn't by accident. It was uh, after he left Drew and Mike. Um my agent Novak was still alive and that's Mike's agent too. And so then I established contact with him and, uh, we had some great conversations. I never saw him face to face. Um, but we did talk a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. We talked a bit. Mike is uh, sadly missed. I searched a while ago, trying to find when you were on with Mike while Drew was out. Uh, that was May, of 98 to November of 98. Uh, I couldn't find any audio. My two favorite radio talents on the same show would be a slice of heaven. Do you have any of those old tapes that you could play during the lost Zane tapes? I think, I think I have one, but I need to look for it. I'd lose my mind. If you did, uh, I loved when you played Mike's salad story on one Oh seven, three after Mike died. It was very nostalgic. His laugh was the best and very contagious. You're not kidding, man. Um, I listened. I, I'm pre-reading a little bit of it because he kind of, there's a couple things I don't want to read. I listened to Freeburn Hot Wings for a long time, but never really distinguished who was who. I would listen all the time, but it was more like background noise as I was driving. After some time, I really started to listen. I realized uh, that you were the one that repeatedly made me laugh out loud. Thank you. 
I love the rants. The insight was always impressed with the knowledge during Dumber Than the Show trivia, Dumber Than Zane trivia. Uh, I felt such an emptiness inside when you got fired from the show. Um, all right, I'm skipping over some things. I watched your homespun YouTube videos, was overjoyed when you got the gig on BBL. I listened every day from day one. I would listen to the podcast if I happen to miss anything from the show. It's funny how you and so many people say the show sucked at first, uh, but I enjoyed every second of it. I never thought it was bad. You're too kind. I think it's because I'm a fan. So no matter what you do, I find it funny and enjoyable. And so do the other Zaniacs. I'm sure you already know this, but you're way too critical of yourself. All right. I think I'm, you know what? I think I'm just the right amount of critical, frankly. You're a great guy and so entertaining to listen to. Uh, Don't be so hard on yourself. I know, I know, easier said than done. Uh, I know uh, you're working your tail off during the podcast to get it all out there. Uh, He says they're hilarious, so thank you for doing those instead of selling campers. Well, uh, you know what? I'm glad to be doing this instead of selling campers. I enjoy this a hell of a lot more than anything else in the entire planet. He says, I went to a Griffins game last Saturday or last Sunday. I have to say you really make the environment so enjoyable. When people uh, read back or tell me the things that I did during the game, I really laugh at this. So when I hear that this guy enjoyed what I do there and notices it, because not everybody notices the shit I say at, uh, at the Griffins game. <clears throat> uh, especially when you announce so-and-so for an embellishment penalty. That is a penalty in the American in, the, in hockey. If you take a dive, they call it two-minute minor for embellishment, which is a term that my dad, as you all know, uh, used or uses regularly. Um, he says it is probably a real thing, but I laugh way more than I should have at that. Another time I laughed out, out loud is when you belt it out, back it up, back up, tear, put it reverse, tear. Oh Lord. Uh, because I had acknowledged Chris Terry as getting his 500th point in the American League. And we said, uh, so with that point, Chris Terry has 500 points in the American League. Congratulations, Chris Terry. Back up, back up, tear. Put a reverse tear. Oh, Lord. Um, he says that was here, secretly hoping you'd say, back up, back up, tear. And you did. <laughs> he says that was the same game as the bring your dog to the game and i was laughing at dog voice also because every time they i turn, look to the video board there'd be a dog and i would go ah hello hello puppy ah yes baby and i found that people laugh at that voice for some dumb reason uh please keep doing what you're doing zane there are many people who follow the zane train wherever you go maybe jericho should put that on a shirt all aboard the zane train i don't know uh, he says, I'm an idiot. Ha ha. You're a good dude with a great heart. Uh, thank you. You're genuine and honest, and people are attracted to that. Thanks for working your tail off. So me and any, any others get to laugh throughout our day, and God bless. Thank you. I appreciate that, John. I wish I could do better. I wish I could do longer. I wish I had, uh, I wish I had more uh, people with me. Um, but, you know, uh, frankly, I am not comfortable putting another soul in this room with me. Um, not only because I don't want to waste their time, uh, but I am comfortable right now talking to that camera and this machine recording what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, that's just because uh, this is my new normal now for what will be um, three months on the button at midnight. Three months on the button at midnight that I have been um, on the beach. We haven't missed one damn day 
of um, of uh, of material. In fact, um, I've done more. Uh, it was a five day a week job on BBL, and uh, we've we've done many many more than that. So thank you so much for being part of it and uh, and listening. Now, um, being that it is, I, I I screwed up. I had been saying, oh, man, June 4th, I'll be able to uh, get after it and hopefully land a radio gig and still do the podcast. As you know, that is my goal. Um, and But I've been saying June 4th, and then I don't know how I did this. Now almost three months into it, I think it has something to do with simple math. It's not June 4th as the end of my non-compete. It's July 4th. I F that up. I've been telling everybody, I thought it was June 4th since it all went down. Unless I'm getting it wrong. January 4th to February 4th is one. February to March is two months. March to April, tomorrow, is three. April, April to May is four. May to June 4th is 5, June 4th to July. Independence Day is the end of my non-compete, okay? I cannot believe I've been for three months telling the world that June 4th, my non-compete is up. What an idiot. I cannot believe the things I do sometimes. This is absolutely ridiculous. What an embarrassment. Uh, If you're just getting in here right now into the show, um, share, share, share. I'm going to repeat that for the folks on Facebook. If you just got into the room, uh, hit share on the Facebook video. I want to see at least 10 at the end of this when uh, when I check it out. I'd love to see 10 shares. That means there's 10 people who might not have even known that this has been happening. Share it out there, and uh, maybe somebody else will jump on board and be able to get more people listening to the uh the free podcast i'm seeing kenny's checking in my man kenny he says man forget radio you should adopt kevin matthews opinion of radio never never ever ever would i have a terrible vibe about radio like that i i um you know it made me into who i am so i could not i could not possibly have a negative feeling about it um it's given me everything in my life except for my beautiful wife and children. Again, uh, as, uh, as Dan Harlan said, a job's a job, but radio is awesome. No problem with radio, but I like this too. This is my primary, man. This is what we're doing. Hey, I uh, went out to dinner tonight. We had a birthday boy in the house. Jackie's boyfriend, Justin, turned 22 today. And so uh, that is cool. And before I talk about where we went, thank you, Kathy. Um... Diana is lobbying for Justin and Jackie to become engaged. And I'm like, man, I don't even like to think about that. And it has nothing to do with any one person or Justin or Jackie, or I just, when you have daughters, it's hard to let go. Frankly, that's what this is all about as a dad. But, um, Diana says, you know, uh, Eric was, because Justin turned 22 today, Eric was 22 years, 11 days when we got married, Justin. And I'm like, oh, God, leave this man alone. Do not put that type of pressure on him. Are you insane? And he goes, whoa. Hold on. This is what Justin said. 
Uh, that was uh, Justin saying, "No, I, I'm just going to keep going to school, and uh, and I love your daughter. Uh, never let he didn't, you know. He just kind of looked at her and smirked. That's fun, by the way. Hey, 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 Justin, what what are you doing, man? Yeah, you think Spartan's got a chance? Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. So Texas Tech, they've been shutting everybody down. That is an impressive team this, this year, man. They they if they beat Michigan State, they're gonna win the whole damn thing. What do you think? Um, let's see. All right. So we take the birthday boy out to uh Tommy Brands. Tommy, can you hear me? That's right. To see uh to see Tommy at uh Division in 44th. Um, I should say just north of 44th. And uh, Tommy, when you when he joined me on the show, of course, Tommy is a state representative in district number 77, I believe. Michigan has 110 districts. Tommy represents Wyoming and Byron Center. I walk in. He's bussing a table, wearing an apron. He's there all day working. And um, he's he's no joke, man. The guy works his tail off at his restaurant. And as you know, he represents those people. Um, and so I said to him, I go, so are you going to Lansing on Friday? He goes, no, it's a couple weeks off for spring break. And then we get back after it. But I'm going to use my time Friday banging on doors. And I go, for what? Are you, are you campaigning? Is it, what, is, I, wait, am I missing something? He goes, no, no, I'm not. Um, I, I bang on doors, uh, every week, um, like just 20 or 30 in a neighborhood. And, uh, and I go, why, what are you doing? He goes, no, well, what I do is I go there and, uh, I introduce myself and I let them know that if they need anything, I am the representative in this district so that they are aware and that the easiest way to get a hold of me, if they have an idea or they have a concern, I'm the guy they talk to. And I thought to myself, holy shit, what, a, what a, a, a genius thing to do. Actually approach people and, and talk to them and say, I am your state representative. This is what I do. And I'm like, that's because, you know, if you bang on 20 doors and let's say 10 of them open up and 10 are not home, uh, those 10 people you're going to talk to, um, they're going to spread the word about you that you're doing that. That is really, really effective leadership. I thought it was great. That's a perfect example of the guy that you heard on that interview here as to how he conducts himself. He is not, he's a businessman. He works his ass off. That's what Tommy does. That's why I'm, uh, for people who live in that district, you are lucky. You got a good one over there, man. That dude busts it. I mean, he slings it and he knows that those people were the ones that put him in that position and he is not letting them down. I was so proud of him when he said that, man. That guy works it. And then you know what he did? You know those sizzler steaks that you get there that I've been talking about that you need to get at lunchtime, the steak and bake special? He gave me eight of those. They weren't cooked. He just gives them to me. He goes, all right, this is how you, this is how you do this. And he like, uh, and I go, these are the steaks. He goes, yep. I go, oh my gosh, you are a saint. 
Holy crap. Tommy, can you hear me? He can he- Yes, he hears you, damn it. He hears you loud and clear. I thought that was so cool. The guy is awesome. Breaking the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you to TC Paintball. We are uh, having another paintball war. Paintball war number 22 coming up April 30. That is a Sunday. Where down the street is that? It's a 4 p.m. start for this one. Pizza party at uh, 4 from BC Pizza. And then we're getting after it. TC Paintball, an amazing attraction, destination from anywhere in the state. They are the best. Three courses for you to participate on. Three paintball fields, I should say. It's not a race. It's not like one of those mud runs. TCPaintballGR.com. Thank you. Don't forget about Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. The cheapest place in the entire state of Michigan to get any, and I mean any, type of flooring. Nestled along Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan, on the north side of the street, right behind Little Caesars. Head over to Johnson Carpet One and check out the unbelievable ridiculous prices on all types of flooring already the lowest price take an additional 10 percent off when you mention ez and then you're golden do it johnson carpet one discount outlet make sure you head over there in a vehicle that can haul that shit out of there love it thank you so much johnson carpet one discount outlet back to more of more wait a minute that came out weird more of not the best of the Eric Zane Joe podcast. You loud and clear. I thought that was so cool. The guy is awesome. Uh, today, prior to that, though, stand by. I got to get a drink. Stand by. All right. Being that I'm home here. Um, and I've talked to you about these first 60 days. There's been a lack of balance. Um, I quit training for that marathon. Uh, I gave up. I quit going to church, which, by the way, I did go to Mass on Sunday. You, I think I talked to you about that. Um, excuse me. And, um, you know, the amount of time putting this damn thing together every day has been a lot. Not complaining, but the balance is all messed up. And the one thing for damn sure I haven't done is tried is like upkeep on this home. So I'm like, all right, front of the house is a disaster. There's a lot of things that need to be done. And in particular, this big ass, ugly bush, um, which I think someone described as a, a dwarf spruce or somebody saw it on the facebook video that i posted and if you are on facebook later on you can see the see the video of what i'm about to describe to you um this thing is i learned needs to be ripped out it's the one person said it's past its prime eric i'm looking at it and i i have experience with this. Get that thing out of there. So that's going to happen. But I didn't know that when I started to trim it. So I get out those electrical, you know, the uh, 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 trimmers, the hedge trimmers. And uh, I'm going to make it, uh, it's, it's you know, like a typical, um, almost like a Christmas tree, I guess, is the shape. But it's tall. It's probably like um, 
10 to 12 feet tall. It's way overgrown. And I'm going to really hack it back. Now, as I'm doing that, I'm realizing it looks like crap, as of course. And I've got a ladder. And I'm way up near the top. And I'm almost done. I'm working my way from the bottom up. And I've got probably two feet left. So everything that I've cut is significantly reduced but the top is still uh you know not cut at all as i'm there a bird flies right out and goes right by me right by my head and i go what the and i almost fell off the ladder like my dad would have and uh i'm like holy crap And uh, it almost hits me, but does not. But right away, I realize there is a reason why that bird is in there. And I'll bet you it's a nest. So I'm looking in one spot of this very, very thick bush, and I can't see anything. So I have to wait till the bird comes back. Bird comes back, and I see where the bird goes. Then I go back up the ladder. Bird again flies off. I look. Sure enough, nest. One. One egg. What type of bird lays one egg, by the way? This was not a big bird. Uh, it, wasn't not, it was not a robin, which isn't exactly a big bird. It was small. It was probably half the size of a robin. I have no idea. Some type of finch, maybe? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. One egg just slightly small, uh, bigger than like a jelly bean. This is not a big bird. A little, ah, just a baby. Hello, baby bird. And so I go, well, I can't do anything else. I can't, like, uh, I got to stop trimming the damn bush. Get off the ladder. Um, Move the ladder. Unplug the hedge hedge, uh, trippers. uh, Trippers. No, they're definitely not trippers. Hedge clippers. And then I take a look at that bush, and it looks like a penis, an enormous green penis. And where I stop trimming is the ridge, the very tip of the, the, the penis head is, is what is there. So the nest is part of the penis head. And uh, I, there's nothing I can do. So my neighbors, I, on the Facebook video, you got when you get done with this, when I get done with this, check it out. And you will see it. In fact, I will post the uh, Dick Bush on Twitter. I have a picture of it, and I will post Dick Bush on Twitter. But now it's I'm stuck there with Dick Bush for extended time because, um, you know, this bird has to hatch. And then not only does that bird have to hatch in Dick Bush, but he has to grow up in order to fly the nest. So we're talking, I'm guessing, July, right? Um Let's say the bird hatches, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe not July. I don't know. If anybody knows anything about birds, perhaps you could tell me when, when it's imp- uh, important to kick them out of the nest. I sure as hell hope that thing is hatched right now. I hope I got to, I hope I made the dick bush one second before the bird hatched so we can get closer to the bird flying the coop and then I can just, and I'm not even going to trim the thing anymore. I'm just going to cut it down. With my, my chainsaw. And I'm gonna cut you down the sides. 
right, uh, Jesse James and Jackal. Um, so there is a tree by the side of my house. And um, I've been toying with the idea of cutting it down. And it's a, it's a disaster. It's gotten way too big. It should have never been planted there. It, um, it probably, the trunk is uh, two feet tall before it completely uh, branches, starts to like divide into numerous main branches. And it's all over my neighbors. It's way over my garage. It's wrecking the shingles. It uh, drops these berries. It's, the birds eat the berries. The birds shit on the cars. It's just, it sucks. This tree has no business being there. And um, so I'm like, all right, it's about time. But I wasn't sure if I should uh, just do it. I didn't know if I wanted to dive into it right now because the, um, what do you call it? Stand by, I got a burp. The uh, chainsaw I I thought was acting up a little bit, but I thought it was just uh, maybe me using it. And I don't have the appropriate equipment to be cutting down trees. My good pal Dean told me, you got to have the helmet with the visor, with the ear protection, with the chaps. I have none of those things. So I'm not sure if the saw is working right. I have no chap to keep me from cutting my leg off if, the, if I happen to hit my leg. I have no eye protection. I have no ear protection. I have no uh, helmet, no visor, nothing. I'm wearing sweatpants, and I don't really know what I'm doing. I have never in my life cut down a tree that is standing upright. I have only sawed logs that are on the ground. What did I do? I started up the chainsaw and started to cut down the tree. All right. So I cut down this big-ass branch. Kaboom! Comes down. I'm like, all right, that's one down. And then uh, there's another one, even bigger. Kaboom! Down. All right, I'm killing it. This is great. I'm really doing good. In the back of my mind, I kept thinking about Dean and uh, him telling me that I needed appropriate gear. Now, I'm not hurt. I didn't get hurt. Nothing like that. But it was in the back of my mind. I, sh- I shouldn't be doing this. Then the saw stalls. The saw should not stall. The saw's new. So I'm like, wait, hold on. So I try starting this thing. It's a pain in the ass. It's not something's wrong with the saw. Finally get it started again. As soon as I, it starts to idle, like if, let's say I, I, I cut a log with, I'm in, I'm into the gas. I got the trigger. As soon as I let go of the gas, it doesn't idle. It just stalls. So what do you do? You go to YouTube videos. That's what any seasoned lumberjack would do if he's not sure about his saw. And everybody knows, I know everything there is to know about being a lumberjack as evidenced by the sweatpants and, uh, and, and tennis shoes that I'm wearing. On the saw, there's three adjustments. I'm not going to bore you with the minutiae, but you're supposed to know what you're doing and stick an appropriate screwdriver in there and turn various adjustments, and you can get what you want to keep it from stalling, or so I think. I get the damn thing started, and I start to monkey with this damn adjustment. Well, that's like the idle. And uh, it's not supposed to be doing what it's doing after I got done playing with it. And that was um, idling so high that even when you're not touching the gas, the blade's spinning. So if, you're, if you put it on the ground, 
there's not supposed to be enough gas going through the motor that causes the chain to move. But the way I've effed up the saw now, all you got to do is set it on the ground and it's going to like start to cut the cement if you knock it over or your leg or your fingers. So at this point, I have completely uh, nullified my attempt to even cut this tree down and it needs to be turned off, which I did. And I put it in the car and I drove it to Gemmins. And I walked up there and I go, hey, um, I need you to fix this saw. This is what it's doing. He goes, all right. And he opens up a book like this and he goes, name. And I go, can you get it? Because I want to go up north on Friday morning and I want to take my saw. I go, can you get it for me by tomorrow? He goes, come on back. I'm going to show you something. We go into the back. This is Larry. I know, I've known him for years. He goes, come on the back. I'm going to show you something. I go back there and every, everybody in Hudsonville, Michigan has taken their chainsaws and lawnmowers and weed eaters and gas powered everything's and larry has to fix every single one of them and it was like a dealership for all of these things there must have been 300 pieces of power equipment there that uh larry no thumbs has to fix so freaking larry i go so uh yeah he goes yep it's gonna be a while i go uh he goes, you still want to leave it here? I go, well, it's better than being at my house because uh, it's just going to sit there, Larry. All right, so uh, I'll get it back in about four years. And uh, meanwhile, I've got this huge-ass branch that's uh, two branches that are laying on my neighbor's property that are s- so big, I can't even lift them. So I had to manage to actually get one end up and dragged it across, ripping up all the grass. Freaking nightmare. My God. Holy crap. Uh, But at the same time, it gives me enough time to save up my money and get my chaps and my headgear, Dean. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. And I'll post a picture on Twitter of the dick bush. Uh, All right. It was... uh, Back to to this place today. Uh, we've talked about me and my struggles with the names. Um, it's been uh, numerous incidents from my neighbor walking up with his dog. And I said, hey, Wayne. And he goes, hey, how are you? I go, not bad. And behind me, I hear my wife say, did you just call him Wayne? I go, uh, yeah. And then Wayne says, yeah, he's been calling me that for years. I just go with it. His name's not Wayne. His name is Keith. Before I called him Wayne, though, excuse me, I called him Greg uh, for probably two years prior to calling him Wayne. My sweet neighbor, Marcy, who regretfully, she is uh, she's moving with her family, Adam and the kids. I called her Molly on the radio about a million times. I'm sitting there having a conversation with a dude, and this other guy walks by. Hey, Zane, how are you? What do I say? Colin, what's up? And I feel good about that one. I'm happy because I got it. 
Colin, how are you? Not a lot of Collins in the world. Good to see you, Colin. He goes, it's Jeff. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and, and then I, I recovered. This was my recovery. I go, oh, <laughs> you got a hat on. <laughs> I think he bought it, though, because he goes, yeah, yeah, I got it. I go, yeah, you reminded me of this guy, Colin. You know, he wears hats. <laughs> what an asshole. Not him, me. Then uh, check this out. I'm, I'm on the treadmill. I'm working hard. I feel good. And I just, before I got on the treadmill, texted this guy, Joe, I'm trying to sell advertising to. And uh, I had texted him. I go, all right, I'm coming to see you Thursday at 10. And uh, he goes, yep, sounds good. He goes, you run too hard. And I, and this is like in between, I'm taking a break. And I'm looking at the phone. I go, I run too hard. What the hell? And I'm about to write to him, context, what are you talking about? And I happen to look up, and the dude's on the treadmill right behind me. The guy I'm having a, a text conversation with, I, had, I, had, I didn't even remember that he even went to the gym. But the guy I'm texting is right there. And he just starts laughing. I go, oh, my gosh. What the hell? How funny is that? Uh, all right. So that actually took place, those moments. Oh. Young Beaver is. Um, so check this out. This guy, um, first of all, I, not that I go around trying to find out things that uh, Justin Bieber uh, is doing, but this story came through, and it's such BS. He decided to play an April Fool's Day joke, um, and his you know, first of all, April Fool's Day jokes are usually pretty dumb. You know who doesn't know. But um, he's getting a lot of heat from people about this joke. He posted a series of photos Monday indicating that he and his wife, Haley Bieber, were expecting a child. He initially posted a sonogram and people were like, what the heck? Oh, my gosh. Um, The post had no comment, but Haley Bieber wrote in the comments, very funny. Justin remained committed to the bit by later posting a series of photos of his wife being examined by a team of doctors while she touched her stomach. So I don't know if that was staged or, or what. It looked, it looked quite gyno-y, if you will. And in that post, in that picture uh, of his wife, it says, if you thought it was April Fool's, he wrote doubling down on anybody who may have doubted him. Um, the singer then finally made a third Instagram post, uh, post. I can't talk today. I don't know what my problem is, which included an image of a sonogram digitally enhanced with a puppy. There's a puppy in her belly. Ah, April Fool's. Oh, my God. And then he said, ah, April Fool's. So this is all stupid. This is just dumb. Who cares, though, right? Well, people are pissed off because they're, get this, Because there are people in the world that are struggling to have babies, this is not a funny joke. Shut your stupid mouth. People are criticizing him, chiding him for not being sensitive to those who struggle to conceive. 
I can promise you that there's no one on the world that's going, oh, Justin Bieber had a, f- a joke about his wife being pregnant and I'm having trouble having a baby, so I'm offended. I'm having trouble conceiving. I'm really mad at Justin Bieber over that. Come on. Uh, Listen, I don't care if you are Justin Bieber or Haley Baldwin. A fake pregnancy announcement is not an April Fool's joke. One one sensitive brat wrote in all caps. Uh, Justin Bieber faking Haley being pregnant is gross and insensitive. No, it's not. And who cares if it is? Bieber responded to the criticism on Tuesday. He caved. I think he caved. Did he apologize? Okay, this is what he wrote. There's always going to be people offended. There's also people who don't take jokes very well. I am a prankster, and it was April Fool's, he wrote. I didn't at all mean to be insensitive to people who can't have children. A lot of people I know, their first go-to prank their first go-to prank on April Fool's is telling their parents they are pregnant to get a big reaction. I wouldn't tell my parents about that. Um, but even though you did do that, I'm not. I'm more concerned with the people who are saying you shouldn't do that because there's people who are struggling to get pregnant. Uh, despite the explanation of his intentions, Beaver still issued a mea culpa. But I will apologize anyway and take responsibility and say sorry to people who were offended, he wrote. Now, how does that change anything? For those people who were offended, are you telling me that all he has to do is say that and you go, well, good. Well, that's better. I Now I love you again. Come on, grow up. He wrote, I truly don't want anyone to be hurt by a prank. Who cares if they were? Mainline Fertility wrote, we love a good laugh. But pregnancy is not an April Fool's joke. Am I, am I being not sensitive enough here? Am I missing something? As always, you can send me your comments, good or bad, to eric at ericzaneshow.com. Taking a break on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast to talk about Bosco's Pub. Oh, my gosh. Award-winning burgers. Okay, now these aren't those garbage shit pile smash burgers that those dicks down the street put together, the buns completely soaked with grease, the fries taste like fucking wet dick. Not that I would know, but and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you do like the taste of wet dick, but that's, you know, it's, this isn't like that shit. And this isn't like some of that other overpriced garbage you get at one of these gourmet fucking hamburger shops. These are unbelievable, amazing quality, amazing flavor, all recipes, homemade recipes from scratch. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Hudsonville, Michigan. Go check them out, and we'll see you at Bosco's Pub. And then batting last in the lineup, but certainly not the least today, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Oh my gosh. The number of people that are calling and getting pools installed, you better hurry. Okay. Because if you call any other pool place, they're going, yeah, we can install a pool for you. We'll have it the summer of 2025. They're backed up, but not at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. No way. Call today, 616 457 Jeremy out the door. We'll sit down with you at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot along Chicago Drive between 8th and 12th Street. 
and we'll sit down with you and tell you what's up and how this works. And then by midsummer, you're in your pool, man. You got a fiberglass in-ground pool, vinyl-lined in-ground pool. They're both fantastic. Reach out to Jenison Pool and Spa Depot for that consultation, 616-457-0500. Here we go. Another segment on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A trip to freaking Meyer. My God, this was uh, this was kind of a mess. Story goes like this. Diana says, can you stop and get some things at the store? She goes, we need cereal. And before I can get out the words, okay, I'll go to Aldi. And she says, not that Aldi cereal either. I, as you know, I've gone back and forth about the Aldi cereal. To me, it's it's fine. It tastes great. It costs, It's like nothing to buy. They like pay you. You get like uh, two or three boxes of the Aldi cereal. You go to the insanely fast checkout, and then they give you five bucks in the cereal. By the way, if you haven't noticed, I got a monster, another rod of monster canker sores. God, bit my lip about a week ago. And it's turned into these 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 uh, horrible, painful, ridiculous canker sores. I hate them. So I, uh, she goes, no, 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 none of that Aldi cereal. I'm like, oh god, here we go. So uh, I go, okay, I'll go to Meyer. I noticed that in the cereal aisle. They're having a sale. And it goes like this. You pay, if you were to buy a box of like Lucky Charms, it's going to cost you like $249. But if you buy five of the various cereals, like that's in front of you, it could be Lucky Charms, could be, uh, you know, whatever, whatever other uh, cereals they have. Uh, if you buy five, each box is a dollar off. You see? See how they do that? Now, now the the boxes are small. It's like the size of one of those, uh, you know, single serving ones. There's not a lot of cereal in them. But I'm like, all right, fine. I'll get you. I'll get the damn cereal. Uh, Which, by the way, I did not go. I did not. I could eat all five boxes in one sitting if I chose to. Which, by the way, I did not have a cataclysmic uh, uh, breaking of the diet yesterday. This has nothing to do with that. All right. Well, I'm going to get the five. I'm like, all right, uh, Madison would like this, and uh, she would like this, she would like this. Which, by the way, uh, it, it's just spectacular uh, that I that I am providing sugar cereal to my family. You know, basically just eating candy. Because when I was a kid, my mother never, ever, ever bought anything acceptable to eat in the morning about the uh, most sugary thing we could eat was like life with like little sprinkles of cinnamon on it. You know, she used to buy like uh, uh, back then they, they really didn't put a lot into the artwork for generic cereals for the, for the poor kids like my mom or like uh, me and my brother and, and, uh, and, and our family. It was just a white box with a red stripe that said flakes on it or O's. And so you get this shit and you put it in the bowl and you get a gigantic thing of sugar and you're just, you're just 
pouring the sugar on there just to just to uh, deaden the taste to some degree. And uh, fast forward to now, and it's like I wouldn't, I would never ever feed my family anything but full on sugar cereal. Anything less is sinful in my opinion. Buy your kids flakes. I mean, who the hell goes and buys cornflakes and gives them to their kids? Holy crap. Anytime I try to uh, eat any cereal that isn't loaded with sugar, I end up going to the pantry, getting the sugar bowl, and just dumping the sugar onto the cereal. What's the point of any cereal that isn't loaded with sugar? It's supposed to be. Okay? So anyway, I get the five boxes. I feel good about this. Uh, you know, I'm only going to spend uh, a, a buck forty nine a box after the rebate. I go to the cash register, running them through. One box, two box, three box, four box, five box. The fifth box rings up. I look to see if the uh, electronic thing is going to take a dollar off. You know, once it counts five, it's going to take it off automatically. It doesn't. What the hell? And I see. That uh, the last box that I scanned was not two forty nine. It was like four dollars. It was not one of the select bunch of cereals. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit! I screwed this up. Uh, if you don't have the uh, the right cereal, well, then it's not gonna it's not gonna uh, to come back to uh, give you the uh, discount. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So, uh, you know, there's this is the area where there's like uh, uh, six of those checkouts and, uh, and and one person works there to oversee them all, usually a young person. I go, hey, um, this is what happened. I don't want this one. And I'm going to go back and put it back on the shelf and get another one. And he goes, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, no problem. Do you want me to uh, uh, suspend the order? I go, well, that, you know, however you want to work it, but I'll be back in like two minutes. And he's like, okay. I walk all the way back to the aisle. I put the more expensive box back and I grab the right box. I walk all the way back. Uh, and the guy has now moved to another part of the store, but I see him. And he goes, hey, um, I'm over here now. I told so-and-so all the information, and she's going to handle it. I go, no problem. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm being my usual charming self. Uh, I, I look like a homeless person, uh, as always. The way I look now, with like this uh, 1980s shirt and, and this hat on and, and, these, and these sweatpants, this is what I wear every day. This is my business gear. And, uh, you know, I got a scarf. I'm all bundled up. And I'm walking to the store with this box of Lucky Charms. I get back over to the cash register. Uh, she has, uh, she's there and she's got, like, all my orders that I rang up on, like, one receipt. She, like, did some magic. And she goes, all right, I'll, I'll log you back in. And she scans the receipt. My order pops up. And she goes, okay, now just scan the box that you're putting in there now and you will get the rebate. Okay. Scan the box. No rebate. You know why? Because I didn't have one box of the wrong cereal. I had two boxes of the wrong cereal. 
So I gotta do the whole thing again. So now I was tempted to just say, I'll screw it. But no way, man. I'm as Dutch as Dutch get, especially in this day and age. Trying to run this household. I can't be blowing all this money. Now, this all would have been avoided if I could have just gone to Aldi and, and bought the poverty uh, cereal like my mom. And it isn't like the, the cereal my mom used to get me because Aldi's awesome, as you know. It's, it's loaded with sugar. It's good stuff. But my kids don't buy they, they won't eat it. Diana won't eat it. I've tried to fool them. I, you, you know all about the Eric Zane Show great cereal scam. All right. So I have to tell, explain to this young lady who's laughing at me now that I have to go do that all again. I walk all the way back with the rogue cereal box that I don't want, put it back on the shelf, get another box of the $2.49 variety, come all the way back. Oh, this took so long. I was, she thought I was, a, she probably, there's probably a message board at Meyer like an online message board to share your horror stories. And the number one horror story for the week has to be this. Fuck you. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. And the number two has to be me because of all of this. I leave. Finally. Took way too long. By the way, I ran into a radio guy there. Uh, Brad Allen, who works over at... Thunder 107.3. That's right. He is on the country station uh, for Cumulus. He is a, he's a really, really nice guy. Uh, so we uh, we talked radio. Not for your ears. And uh, I walk out the store. Now, I've got with me. I stopped. And uh, you know how you can get those rotisserie chickens? Which just, I mean, talk about. Boy, those smell and look so good. They look good at any stage. They look good when you walk by that enormous oven at the deli where there's like 30 chickens spinning golden. You ever see that? Talk about a uh, a selling point. And when you walk through and smell appropriately seasoned uh, uh, cooking rotisserie chicken, it's like, what? what is going on? Stop everything. You just want to, I'll buy them all. Give me all the chickens. Oh my gosh. You can't beat the price like five and a half bucks. I've got one of those uh, Showtime rotisseries here, but uh, in a pinch you go and you get, uh, you get one of those damn, this isn't a, this isn't a commercial for Meyer, by the way. I mean, but for a guy like me, who works from home. A trip out is a big deal. A trip to Meyer is like, you know, Disney World, okay? Get the chicken. I'm, like, I'm going to eat the hell out of this chicken. Diana and I are going to eat like a king and a queen tonight. We're going we're gonna to cut this chicken up. I'm going to have my five boxes of cereal that I got for buck forty-nine, And we're going to eat the hell out of the chicken. And that's going to be it, man. It's going to be awesome. This thing was marred by so many incidents. I get the food home. I'm going to cut up the chicken. My wife has this problem I've told you about before, but it's been a while since I've talked to you about it, so I'll just remind you. She has an issue where her her food, where the food goes down. I think that's called the esophagus, right? Food tube. 
Yeah. When she eats certain foods, it gets stuck. And it's not good. And what she has to do is she has to go barf. So uh, I, I cut her a drumstick. I cut her a thigh. And she's sitting there and she's talking to me. All of a sudden, she stops talking to me. I look up and I look at her and her eyes are watering. I'm like, uh-oh. Might be, it's, this might be happening right now. Here we go. She puts down her fork. She goes like this. She taps on her chest, which means it's stuck. It's lodged. I'm like, oh, man, poor thing. It's going to wreck her dinner. She's got to go barf. This was so bad at one point that um, a couple years ago, same thing happened. And for extended time, it's lodged. And so... At a one, at a, after about a half an hour of her like trying to resolve the problem, if you know what I mean, she goes, "I want to go to the emergency room." I go, oh, "Well, all right, let's do it." So we get in the car. Now the whole time I got an urge to just like crack her on the back, and maybe that'll knock it free. But I said, oh, "I better not do that." We're in the car, and we we're barely out of the neighborhood. And it just, but and before we left, I go, "You better get a bag just in case." So she's got like this bag, and she or she looks like shit. She feels terrible, and all all of a sudden, I'm not kidding you. We're we're out of the neighborhood by like ten feet. She goes, <coughs> oh, "Sorry, O'Neill," and it goes flying out of her mouth into the bag. She's just a, and uh, and she goes, "Oh, thank God." Okay, let's go home. I go. Really? That's it? She goes, yeah, I don't need to go now. So all the all the while, I'm like, wait. She actually went and got a consultation about getting this taken care of. I think you can go in and get it, like, stretched. You can get, like, your esophagus stretched. I go, look, you don't need a doctor. I can do that right here at home. So she's in the bathroom barfing. This is bad. All right. Comes back. I'm guessing she's done eating. I'm like, good thing we got lots, lots more chicken. I'll, uh, I'll put it in your lunch tomorrow. Just go to bed. She didn't, she hasn't felt good all week either. So this has been, this is a rough, rough, uh, uh, span for her. I cut up the rest of the chicken. Now I'm pretty good at cutting up a chicken. I can get, get through it quite well with, uh, with, with, with very little meat on the bones. But the dogs are milling around. First of all, the cat is uh, is licking the container that it came in. The cat's losing his mind, Milo, because he's like, oh, this is great. I'm in heaven. So I ripped off the couple, couple of pieces, put it in his bowl. He loves that. That's good news. He's happy. Meanwhile, the vultures over here are kind of lurking around. And I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. So, you know, I... Uh, re- the remaining food, I, I, I separate the breasts. I, I, uh, I take the tenders off of the breast. So I'm, I'm laying this out, the rest of this chicken, and uh, I got this uh, carcass. And it's a bad idea to take the carcass and just throw it in the trash because of this guy right here, O'Neal. And uh, so what the, the thing is, is I go and I got the carcass in the can and the can is full so the carcass is right on top so we got to get rid of this so i i take the the bag out of the can and 
you know where this is going, don't you? How often have I talked to you about him, O'Neal, and how I fall for this every single time? I'm making a sandwich. I walk away from the counter for one second. He gets on his hind legs, grabs the sandwich. It's gone. I've got uh, one half of a breast, two of the tenders. I've got a thigh, a wing, and a drumstick. The rest we've eaten, and Diana's puked up. So what's left of the chicken is there. It's a lot. I have the bag with the carcass, and I go and I put it into the trash, which is outside. It takes me 30 seconds. I come back, and I'm like, what the fuck did I do with that chicken? And it hasn't yet dawned on me what you already know now. I'm like, did I put it in the fridge? Where the fuck is the chicken? Walking out of the fridge, and I go, and then I, and then it dawns on me, and I hear, I'm like, oh no, man, no, 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 no. I turn around, and he's 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 licking his chops. It's gone. It's it's already consumed, and the dick has knocked the whole thing off of the counter to 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 fucking Robin Hood it and share the wealth. With this dick, dick number two, uh, Bruce, dick three is Daisy. She's not, I mean, well, you know, they, O'Neal did the whole thing. He's the only one that can reach a counter. So he takes a stupid lion-sized paw and just clears off the counter and all the shit, all the chicken tumbles on the ground. And they went, they went nuts and ate it all. There's chicken grease on the floor. It's all slippery as shit. I got to get out the Clorox wipes and scrub the floor so it doesn't, you don't slip. And it's, it's, it's more slippery than like ice at Van Andel from the chicken grease. And the dogs are now full. I mean, they, my dogs don't eat people food ever. Very, very rarely. And if I do, it's just a little bit because it wrecks them. So this is, uh, this is devastating. They're going to shit the cage now because they've got a ton of chicken in them. So this is just a shit show. I didn't say a word. I just went, man, O'Neal, are you kidding me? So that was, uh, that was, that was an extended adventure. All I wanted to do, get cereal, get chicken, eat chicken, go to bed. My wife ends up barfing the chicken up. The rest, I had one piece. The rest of this awesome chicken, which I was really looking forward to eating, is consumed by the dogs. Uh, it's He is so, he has such an eye on me when I am preparing food, O'Neal. It's like, he's like, man, as soon as you take one step away, I got to put a, I should put a camera in there. We'll call it the O'Neal cam. Whenever I'm making food, it, it's triggered and it just goes off. As I'm making food, the second I walk away, that little dick comes in there and takes it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. I appreciate your patience in letting me take this day off so that my sweet Diana can get a camera up her butthole. I appreciate you so much. I will be back with a fresh show on uh, April 4. I don't even know why I'm saying this. You know, there's a lot of you people won't even get this show till probably like May 4. So that was all stupid. I'm really tired when I'm making this, by the way. Okay. Hey, have a good one. Thanks, uh, nevertheless, for following the show and uh, listening to my shit and following along. I appreciate it so much, folks. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.